Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fun is Fundamental. I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who has been patiently waiting for another episode, and I've encountered some tech issues, I had to get a whole new microphone, and I also just had some writer's block and or speaker's block, I don't know what you call it. I just couldn't wrap my head around how I wanted to change it for a while, so... I am back, but I'm planning to just do every other week until I am on vacation from school and able to do some catch up. I think that just starting off trying to do every week was maybe a little too ambitious for me working full time and having a lot of other things going on and definitely was kind of falling behind and then also, and then encountering like things not really working out the way I wanted to. I'm glad that I took the time, except for the fact that I, my self-doubt was really loud in my head and I'm excited to bring new content. And so thanks again for coming back with me now that I'm back. And here is today's episode. Hi, welcome to Fun is Fundamental, and today I am talking about reuniting with friends and family and how how it made me feel. Uh, I know a lot of people are doing that right now, and it's definitely so healing and therapeutic to be able to do that after the year that we had. You know, I've talked before about how I'm in Washington state. And so we had the fourth worst lockdowns in the country. And there was definitely a lot of people that I didn't get to see at all for more than a year. So it was definitely so amazing to be able to see them. But then I'm also going to talk about isolation and loneliness and how damaging it is. But first, I'll talk about the experiences. I would say there was four main get-togethers that I had in the last month. The first one was a friend's 40th birthday. And, you know, at that point, you know, we've been all getting our vaccinations. So anyway, we got together and, and just talked a lot and had so many laughs, deep belly laughs. And then we played some pool and I don't, I don't normally play pool. I'm, I'm pretty terrible at anything that requires coordination, but I played some pool and I actually probably had, one of my games was probably the best game of pool I've ever played. I think I made like four, four balls in the pockets. So yay me. (laughs) And for most people, that's a terrible game. But for me, that's like in the record books. 
it was just so nice to finally see people in it when I had seen people in during the pandemic, which wasn't very often, but when I did, it was always pretty awkward, uncomfortable, anxiety inducing. It's just like, you're like, Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, I have no idea to say, but this was, this was really relaxed. It felt almost normal. I mean, obviously we're talking about getting vaccinated and it's all this, the post COVID conversations, right? But we had like normal conversations too. And it was just, it was just great to do, do and be there and stuff. So then my second major reunion was with a friend that I hadn't seen for, I mean, it was probably more like a year and a half. Just been way too long. So I was waiting outside of her apartment because she was walking her dog. And then I saw her coming down the street with her dog. And I was just like, so it was just, you know, it's like this moment in like a movie or something like that. And I was just so happy. You just want to, you're just like, oh, freeze this moment in my memory forever. <laughs> you know, that feeling of when things finally come together, things finally are in alignment. We started walking down the street and, and then, you know, we gave each other a hug. Oh, I've, I've missed, I've missed hugs. Cause even when I would see people, it'd be like, oh, you know, and you're like trying, you're, you're like having space between you and you can't give people hugs and stuff like that. It was definitely really better than anything to be re- reunited, right? Her dog actually remembered me, which I, you know, he's not, he's not the smartest cookie but he's so he's so cute anyway we just i mean we really didn't do anything just except for just talk sometimes when we would hang out like in the past we'd like maybe watch a tv show or something like that but because it had we just we didn't need anything to fill the time it was a beautiful friday evening i couldn't have asked for a better friday evening (laughs) and then my next reunion was with my mother and my sister, and it was for Mother's Day, so it was great to see you there for Mother's Day. Oh, I actually, I had forgotten that we saw um, my boyfriend's Casey's parents the week before, and we hadn't seen them for several months either, and it was because it had been his, his mother's birthday, so two weekends in a row we saw our our mothers so yeah shout out to them it was great to see them yeah and then like I said I I saw my mother on Mother's Day and I hadn't I hadn't seen her for several months and my mom's been very open about being lonely which I appreciate but you know it was like one of those things for a while there where it was just like I recognize you're lonely but there's the acute, you know, the acute worry of people over 70 are, you know, dying at high rates of this virus. And so I just, you know, had, you know, how to protect her, you know, kind of thing. So it's one of those things where you, you know, you don't want someone that you care about to be lonely. But in this situation, it's like that, that's like the sacrifice, right? We ate a good meal and 
we watched some like these incredible home kind of things, which I, I enjoy watching those with other people because I, it really creates good conversations. You know, it's kind of like one of those things you start like talking about like what's really important, you know, in, you know, what you want in your life, that kind of thing, you know, and I don't know. I like that actually says a lot about a lot about someone is their homes say a lot about people. So anyway, like I said, it was great to see her. Uh, and then the final get together, fun activity was for my birthday, we rented a karaoke machine and it was only like five of us, including Casey and I, that were singing karaoke. In a way, it was actually like better. It's nice because we all got to sing a ton and we know each other pretty well and sort of like really comfortable to just go for it. And Casey like normally doesn't really sing much for karaoke because he gets really nervous to be watched and seen. So, um, yeah, he actually sang like where we could hear him and not just have it in the kind of in the background when someone else is singing um so that was great and then also like those of us that always were singing a lot we were getting really experimental with the the things that we were saying like things that we would never have chosen doing karaoke with like a lot of people or in a bar or something like that so that was really great to experience that with some good friends so those were my experiences and you know i am so grateful to to be moving forward out of the times of just like not really seeing people that i care about so then we're gonna talk a little bit about about um loneliness and isolation all right so i guess first i want to talk about what the differences are between loneliness and isolation so loneliness is in is in the mind you could be surrounded by a ton of people you could have interactions every day with people but if they're not meaningful interactions, then you could feel lonely. You know, I know normally I do like the quotes at the end of the episode, but there was this quote by Vivek Murthy, who is the United States Surgeon General. And he says, loneliness is different than isolation and solitude. Loneliness is a subjective feeling where the connections we need are greater than the connections we have. In the gap, we experience loneliness. It's distinct from the objective state of isolation, which is determined by the number of people around you. So in order to deal with loneliness, we have to look at the gap. What is it that you are needing? What is your soul hungry for? And what is it that you're getting from other people? And then we need to look at 
what is it that we need to do or we need to ask for for from other people to fill that gap so first obviously you would need to do some soul searching figure out what it is that you need and maybe you need to do some trial and error you need to go try some things and you might find that it doesn't fill your loneliness but at least that gives you an answer right so it's important that we know the distinction but both loneliness and isolation can be damaging there's a lot of research on the elderly in regards to loneliness and isolation you know obviously there's i'm sure more than one reason for that one being a lot of them are more alone like if their spouse dies their friends die right but also i think that they're maybe more vulnerable to some of the consequences that are associated with loneliness and isolation which include physical things like heart disease strokes and cancer but more so is mental things most notably depression and cognitive decline i know for my grandfather before my grandmother died she had she she's talked about the fact that my grandpa was having some memory issues but he declined so much faster after she after she died you know it was just a couple of years and he just went downhill so rapidly and, and you know and then end up di- dying from dementia i think that's that's the t- you know the tightrope that we're walking on by having by having these lockdowns is that obviously we don't we don't want people to die from a a virus and obviously it takes a lot longer for someone to die from loneliness we i we need to be we, we absolutely imperatively need to have fun and we need we need people i think now is the time to think about where do we go from here how do we show up for people that are isolated and lonely you know there was definitely a lot of people that were alone in their apartments for several months on end so i think that we need intense like i'm really like feeling like that we need like intense play therapy (laughs) for everyone to like make up for this tragic year so i guess i kind of said you know this before but i think that the first step is to figure out what it what is it that you need and to find people that you you know if you don't have connections with people that you feel like you can be open and vulnerable with them then i think that we need more kindness more support more empathy i know a lot of people probably don't really feel like they have people that they can talk to I think I also think that we need to 
make sure that we're not stigmatizing loneliness, you know, just like, just like we're trying not to destigmatize a lot of other things, right? We need to be able to be open and honest about the fact if we're lonely or not. And to, if someone comes to us and says that they're lonely, to not take it personally, we should allow people to be honest with being lonely. Because that was actually one thing that came kind of came out of the Baltimore aging, uh, I don't know, it was some, some study. And one of the things that they found was that people that in, you know, married or, or, you know, lived with, you know, lived with their family or, you know, had kind of ideal situations from the outside, they weren't very honest about their loneliness. And like, you know, there were other, other ways of measuring loneliness and they didn't align because if people feel like they shouldn't be lonely, sometimes they're not going to be very honest. But, you know, just like every, every other mental health thing, right? We need to destigmatize it. We need to make it okay for you to talk about being lonely. It's okay to be lonely. It just means that you have certain needs that are not being met from the other people, you know, from your interactions with other people. And so you need to know yourself and find out what it is that you need. And then you need to talk about it and or pursue it from others. And, you know, I know it's not easy to make friends as an adult. I've definitely struggled with it. You know, you have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit if you do want to have friends, which means being a little bit vulnerable. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be careful with who you're vulnerable with. You know, Brene Brown definitely talks about people deserving your vulnerability or not. There's 7 billion people in the world. No one should be lonely. You can always email me at funisfundamentalpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you know, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Those are both at funisfundamental. And I'm trying to post more. If you're lonely, I'm, I've been lonely. I, I hear you. I, I recognize you. I see you. Kind of let's watch out for the people in our lives that are isolated or might be lonely. Let's try to be there for them. And if we are lonely ourselves, tell someone. A lot of people will be there for you. I'm sure. I'm optimistic about a lot of people in the world. They deserve good things. Go out and have a great life. Have fun. And I will see you in two weeks. Bye.